Welcome everyone to the very first episode of Pitch About It, the show where we prove that bad things could be good and good things could be great. Mm -hmm. I'm Dylan Cork and I'm here with Sebastian Molina and Josh Laskowski. And today we'll be talking Avengers Infinity War. Okay, starting out, how would you guys rate Infinity War? On a scale of one to ten and a half. The first time seeing Infinity War in theaters, I walked away legitimately in tears. So, you probably I'm a major time fan. So seeing you do a guy like that would definitely... I saw my childhood fake dust. So wait, would that bring the rating up or down for you? Oh, it hurt just right. I would say this is like 8.9. <laughs> 8.9. For me, I, I walked out of the theater and saw it as a solid 8. Uh, there were a few things in the movie that could have been adjusted. And I thought it was the worst movie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't really feel everyone dying. I was like, okay, they're coming back. It's fine. After Black Panther went out, there's no way. But to let it sink in. No. You had to, like, sit and ride and experience the journey. It's like a comic book. Like, you know it's going to end where the hero comes back. But when you see Captain America die in the Civil War, Conquest, yeah. that's heartbreaking. Is it not? Have <laughs> <laughs> a heart. I will replace it for this one episode. No, but I do feel like that's two aspects of the movie. Like, critically judging it for, like, its plotting characters and whatnot. Yeah. And then, like, the ride portion of it where like you just watched a movie solely for just watching the movie and going through its emotional experiences and whatnot yeah like the idea of uh what's the word for it? the cinematic word for like taking you out of reality and putting you into the movie it's like you're the cinematic arts guy so sebastian that's why i was hoping <laughs> uh fourth dimension let's call it the fourth dimension the fourth from wall. Wall. Right. i don't believe the fourth wall we're never going to change it from the fourth wall from now on if we ever come up with the words no no the fourth perspective wall. I think we need to get on topic. We should get on topic. Okay, good. Or give us some things. Okay. So, starting off, if we could change anything in this movie, what would we change? Thanos has hair. Thanos has hair. <laughs> First thing, Thanos has hair. Okay, but what color hair? That's what's important. He's got a purple face. It's going to be blue. Are you sure? Blue or purple? Both of you guys are darker skin, so you have darker hair. You can't just have... I don't know. I feel like yellow hair would go well with the purple complexion. If I could change one thing, <laughs> if I could change one thing, uh, now, no matter what, like, I appreciate the movie what it is, but the one big thing is definitely the beginning. Every, uh, I'm going to say Star Wars movie. Every Star Wars movie starts every, off with the opening crawl saying, this is the Avengers. <laughs> every, like, Marvel movie, at least some of the great ones, always start out with the villain. And, yes, like, uh... Like we got Spider Man, I feel like I feel like all of the Captain Americas. I think the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier does not. Iron Man kinda does Doctor for Strange. at least Iron Man two definitely does. Iron Man two and three. Mm -hmm. So like but I feel like that beginning was crucial for establishing this character because like we've only seen hints and teases of it. Very true. And so like this movie's like bam, here he is. He, he just right. he just beat up uh, Apparently, the whole door Thor. and he just killed Time Bone. He's like, get out of here. Man, he's your cell though. He died too soon. He was my bus driver. I said, yeah, that was interesting. Um, but yeah, perhaps maybe not right at the start, but I definitely want backstory on how he got the power stone. Yeah, I, yeah, it just said where he got it. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. fact that Homeboy legitimately destroyed Xandar for yeah. a rock 
Like, we had all of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 completely destroyed because of Thanos. And they don't even really show and it. Like they, even, they, don't, they don't even mention it. <laughs> like, we could get some good time. We could get a little bit of Easter eggs. Maybe, it, like, hint at Nova surviving. Yeah. But, <clears throat> like... I feel like they could cut out some of Gamora's youth to replace it with that. Yeah. Well... We didn't need much. I mean, that wasn't that impactful. Yeah. Honestly. How do you guys feel about the Gamora and Thanos relationship in this one? Like, in the previous movies, it's very, like... I don't know, that she's very, like, she anti like him and doesn't like him and absolutely hates him. And then in this movie, it's like, well, he was an okay guy at times. Like, where'd that come from? No. It seems a little almost jarring. I wouldn't say Gamora had any warmness to him because literally, like, when she's in prison, like, Thanos gets her food and she straight chucks it and says, I hate you. That is true. But, uh, I. I, I feel like it's useful because A, it keeps Gamora as a, even though she's an alien, it keeps her human. Yeah. If she just was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to kill my dad. Like, <laughs> I mean, a little, a little too dark for her. I mean, she, she did pretty good on her. And she, she did try a couple of times. But like, she kills Thanos and then starts crying. And it's like, I thought you hated this guy. Where'd that come? Like, I wouldn't say she didn't need to be emotionless, but crying is a little much I think perhaps like perhaps a shed a tear like Thanos yeah just himself. one tear like Thanos himself <laughs> just one single tear and she dies okay. okay if you could bring back in that movie if you could throw in one random like cameo it could either be a cameo or it could actually be useful to the plot Stanley oh rest in peace but he should have been more useful to the plot <laughs> Could just gone up to him and decimated. <laughs> Takes his glove <laughs> like from Excelsior. That would be awesome. <laughs> we miss you, Stanley. Now, nah. um, whoa. <laughs> but like, if you could bring any character, like I would love to have brought in uh, <laughs> Korg and make like even if he had to die, I would. No one wants to see Korg die. But like, imagine Korg dying like that. Just punches him and he just. Like like falls into a pile of rocks. Like yeah, that'd be legendary. It would be like just before Vision dies, like we crush the core machine, we throw the whole buster into the wall, <laughs> and he just punches through Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's like a bunch of rocks flying everywhere. It's not just a Knocks out Falcon. <laughs> it's a rock. Yours would be Corgan Meek. What about you, Sebastian? Who would you bring in if you could bring in any character? Because hmm. there's a lot of unused people. Like there is, and I feel like. Like the, in Guardians two, they hinted at the Celestials and mentioning Eternity, um, but I don't know that the Celestials. I think the Celestials would have been too much. I would have liked to have seen the X Men in this one. X Men would have been. Or cool. perhaps even like Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer would have been useful. That would have been a random but useful character. Silver Surfer just saves everybody and then like, like he's Thanos. like in the comics because he's the one who goes and lands the strangers. I was like, oh, Thanos is coming. What if he killed Thanos and then went, oh yeah, Galactus is gonna come destroy your world. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Galactus is gonna eat your world. If Thanos dies. Silver Surfer says, "We're in the end game." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, uh, I have. I think I have two for this one. So one of them, I wanted to see the Fantastic Four. Mm, Just show up, nice. but in a very oddly specific way. For Chris <laughs> Evans, Captain America to die. Mm. And, and the original in. cast, the first two Fantastic <laughs> Four movies show up with Chris Evans as a human torch. They'd be like, that's oddly familiar. They defeat Thanos, the Fantastic Four leave, they bring Steve back to life. 
And then he could he never see Chris Evans ever again <laughs> after the torch. He turns into he turns into Michael B. Jordan, and then <laughs> T'Challa comes. He's like, "Did I kill you earlier?" <laughs> yes. Or my other one would be when Strange is looking through all the possible realities, he sees Deadpool in one of them and references him in some way. I see a red uh, J-hole. I see Spider-Man, but not PG. He's carrying katanas. (laughs) And he has baby legs. Yeah, that is a horrifying image. What do you guys think the theme of the the movie is? Sacrifice. Sacrifice? Well, I know, because like... Thanos is willing to sacrifice almost everything to get what he believes is needed in the universe. And, like, the heroes pull their punches, so to speak, and, like, pull back so much on the fact that they have to sacrifice some things in order to win. And they're just like, oh, no, we can save everyone and still win. And they lost everyone, essentially. That's definitely the the theme that you mentioned. Uh, it's the, the first line of the movie. It's, <laughs> I know what it's like to lose. Yeah. Like, you know, for 10 years, we now have advertisements of, like, MCU being for 10 years. We've never seen a hero fail. Yeah. And to have the Avengers... Movie, Shut up! That's unfortunate. It's probably those people making out again. For the listeners, we walk up, we witnessed a couple making out earlier, right before recording. It was highly unfortunate, but also highly humorous. Because the woman noticed that we were noticing. <laughs> She's <laughs> British. Three ethnic men watching. <laughs> that was very unfortunate. Couple, if you're listening, you're welcome. <laughs> I feel like we'll have to edit this out. No, I stay in it. Okay. But yeah, back to the point. Ten years, we've had, you know, superheroes saving the day. We've never once seen the heroes not only lose, but be hopeless. And finally having to avenge something. Right. Probably. My, like... That, that was the point, was to walk away wounded. Like, yeah. You finish a comic book and you see... You know, your hero dies and you have to wait two months, in our case, six, to get closure or some sort of revenge. And that's that's going to be the best part about Endgame, is we get the sweet satisfaction of potentially killing Thanos. That is true. If Thanos isn't brutally killed in the next movie, I will be upset. I want to lose both arms and just not be able to do anything anymore. He survives, but he loses. Brock gets happy, he has two arms now. <laughs> Speaking of that, do you guys think Bucky's arm should have stayed when he disappeared? So that Rocket would at least have that after losing Groot. I think that would be an awesome little addition, just like for the arm to go on the ground. Rocket's weeping over. He's just like weeping and you're just caressing. <laughs> and then Groot's like over in a corner. What about me? Groot's dead, man. He's gone. Steve Rogers is weeping over Groot and Rocket is <laughs> weeping over his arm. Uh, do you feel they hyped up Bucky and then didn't use him enough? Because they hyped him up in the end credits scene of Black Panther and then they have a scene briefly in Infinity War where he's like, a war's coming, get ready, and brings him the metal arm. But then they never really use him. I feel like ever since the Winter Soldier, Bucky like degraded severely. Definitely. Like in the Winter Soldier, he was like a formidable foe. Like you don't mess with that guy. He's like an assassin. And like in Civil War, he's just like, oh, I'm nice. I kind of lost some of my. Abilities. I lost my arm and my abilities. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just gonna throw punches. And it's like you don't see the same assassin. You just see this soldier who's just fighting. 
And like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like that he has to be under the spell though to remember all of that his training has taught him. Like, I feel like it should still stick with him. Yeah, it and, should. And like in, like you said, and I get it. Like Infinity War had a ton of cast, yeah. like in characters that that the, the, the Russos choose. Yeah, the Drusos had to juggle, and so like it's hard for them to get certain screen time. But I feel. I do feel like instead of Bucky being on the ground stabbing some aliens, he could have been more useful. Yeah. Maybe introduce him into, like, the cap reveal. Yeah. Or even, like, <clears throat> like you said, with the entire point of, like, him not supposedly being able to remember all those skills, he does say he remembers every murder he committed, so he yeah. should remember the skills. Yeah. And it didn't look like he did much. It looked like he fought like a one-armed man. So this movie had a huge cast. They somehow pulled it off with all these characters. Do you think there were any things they should have omitted for something more? Honestly, like that is that is the one moment I'm like I can add or suggest a lot of things. But considering the time frame, I feel like they did a great job of being like, okay, this This is exactly what it needs to say. Yeah. And then they move on. Because like I would love to have more Thanos background. I would love to have more, like, witty dialogue between Thor and the Guardian. But you don't know what to give up for it? Yeah, like, you know. You don't know what to sacrifice me you don't for know it? To, <laughs> you don't have the strength. I don't know what it's like to lose. <laughs> I was thinking about that one, and I, uh, I think they kind of forced the Vision and Wanda relationship into this movie. Because they vaguely set it up. I think of how that's possible. <laughs> Well, they, they kind of they spent at least ten minutes on it, and it seems almost like other than her having to sacrifice him at the end, it's kind of. I remember, I remember in, in Age of Ultron, uh, Maria Hills like he's fast and she's weird, and she must be weird if she is in love with a robot. <laughs> Listen, we don't trade lives, <laughs> not even robot. Let's see, that is useful to the plot because, like, for the comic book viewer. <laughs> It's a robot. Josh, you specifically, how do you like a robot? I kind of like them pretty big, nice USB port. Is, are, they, are they cool metal or warm metal? Um, water cool. I need it, I need it like warm with like one of those water filters mm. in the back. Like a nice exhaust fan. Okay, I, just, I can feel just that. Just to really cut off to her. So I started thinking about this. Do you think these movies kind of... I noticed it after looking back at older ones, but you think they kind of undo previous movies' accomplishments? Like you said earlier, how the entire point of Guardians was protect the stone on Sandar, and then Thanos just wrecks it, and we never even get to see it. <laughs> there are some continuity errors. Like, if you look at any, like, Instagram posts, like, there's plenty of critics. Yeah, there's always the little ones. So, like, stuff like that, yeah, you can't avoid stuff like that, but... Uh, Probably, yeah, all the Guardians movies are very, very moot because yeah. of Thanos. But I was like, I was thinking, like, even Rhodey being crippled and, like, yeah, he got the robot legs, but he should be a little bit more difficult. Or, like, Thor's eye being taken out and then immediately going, here's a fake eye, put it back that, in. That's especially where it came from. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think the best character in this movie is, if you had to pick one? Oh, Thor, without question. So, I... I totally agree. Thor has the best character arc. Probably comparable with Thanos. Yeah. Thor definitely arced really well in this movie, continuing from Ragnarok. Because, like, in Thor 1, 
He arced, and then Thor, 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 Thor. that's his awkward cousin, we don't talk about Thor. Well, it's the combination of Thor and two, so there's Thor, Thor and then the sequel, Thor. <laughs> but in uh, Thor The Dark World, and then Avengers, and then Avengers Age of Ultron, um, he was static, and he yeah. just, like, he didn't change or anything, like, honestly, like, the main character arc in Thor 2 was Loki. And oh, he yeah. came back. He died. Then came, came back, back again. And no resurrection this time. Oh boy. Marvel confirmed it. So Netflix said nah. So you both think Thor is the best character in the movie? I feel like he had the best character arc and definitely had what this movie's theme was. Like he lost everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like he has like nothing more to lose. So like sacrifice was all he could do. So he's like, yeah. I don't have anything to lose besides me. And like, I don't really care if like everyone else did in that so like he was definitely willing to push this theme through yeah and that was very interesting especially for a character like him who had lost at this point now with Loki being gone his entire family and his weapon and just about everything maybe his best friend I don't know yeah everyone's got always got his uh, rabbit yeah he's got a space rabbit <laughs> I think I'd go best character of the movie Squidward <laughs> whatever his name Ebony Ebony he was good he was I just like his lines, like, you know, I will have the pleasure of dying. Mm-hmm. Have fact, fun. No, side be happy. Like, be, almost, yeah, be, be happy. happy. You're going to get killed. You've been chosen to die. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he says. Just, I like that. I want you guys to... I was watching it through another time before we started this. Naturally. And I noticed some dialogue that was just a little bit off at times. In the movie? Yeah. And here we have our commercial. We're just gonna cut this very long. Itchy earlobes. <laughs> Do your earlobes get in the way of day to day life? Where did I put this? Where? Oh, Zantax is here to help. Zantax. What is that? Yeah, movie? okay. For example, <laughs> let me preface this. The entire movie does a good job of overall. Overall is good. Let me put it that way. Dialogue wise? Dialogue wise. But there's just a couple of spots like this one where. Actually, you know what, Sebastian? You read these off with me. This will be... I'll try to full screen this for you. Okay. You want... Who do you want to play? Spider-Man or Stark? I'll play Spider-Man. Okay. So, first line, Spider-Man. Okay, this is a... Let me just say, if aliens wind up and finding eggs in my chest or something, and I eat one of you, I'm sorry. And I'll, I'm going to be Tony Stark. Okay. <laughs> I should preface that before we start. <laughs> I don't want another single pop culture reference out of you for the rest of the trip. You understand? I'm trying to say that something is coming. I thought, well, it was kind of a funny line. What part of, let me just say, if aliens end up in playing eggs in my chest and I eat one of you guys, I'm sorry, has anything to do with something is coming? On any level, like all you have to do is like, something's coming. Like it just, it didn't make as much. Like sense. It, it made sense in war because he was trying to make a point. Like, yeah, and I, I get that's what they kind of forced here. Just it was a little again. weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. But like in some war, he's like, "Hey guys, you see that movie? You know, uh, what's it called? Those weird walker things." Yeah, yeah, the big walker. Yeah, yeah, and like he, he made a point as he was tying them up a little. Yeah, bit. and this and so time it's like, like here is like I feel like it's a little forced. It's like, hey guys, uh, let me make another pop culture reference from the same movie I did earlier when we killed Evan Walker. But it doesn't make any sense this time. <laughs> <laughs> another line. You know what, Josh? You want to play Thanos? I know you want to play Thanos. <laughs> okay. This is my Thanos. Thanos is right here. <laughs> This line is just a little cheesy to me, so I thought we'd go with it. I'll again play Stark. Go ahead. Stark. You know me? 
I do. You're not the only one cursed with knowledge. My only curse is you. I just thought it was a kind of a cringy line, this, my only curse is you. I feel like, though, that makes sense, um, because Stark has PTSD from Avengers 1. Yeah. And, like, ever since then, he only found out recently that that was it's Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, it just seemed a little... Might be cheesy. Little on the nose. But we are talking about a giant purple Barney coming and it's just happy. That was the most beautiful giant purple... Josh Brolin, Barney, we've ever seen. <laughs> Josh Brolin. And really definitely cool. Barney is a curse. <laughs> Barney Stenson is a curse. Josh Brolin, if you are listening to this video, please. This pot. Wow. Love it's not even video. <laughs> not even video. Ignore the haters. I love you. And your weird shaped chip. So the previous Avengers movie, at least the first one, tends to stick to like one tone. Like it just has one overall tone that kind of matches all the previous tones. What, to unite? It unites them. Okay. But I'm thinking with Infinity War, it doesn't seem to stick to one tone as much. It's very jarring almost. Like, there's a scene pretty early on with Iron Man getting on the giant donut flying thing. Oh, Spider-Man did too. Spider-Man did too, but in the scene, all all you see is Iron Man, and he's talking to Pepper and it cuts out and he's really sad. And then we jump to, what's his name, B- Banner on the ground, we about to call Stark, not Stark, uh, Steve. Steve, looking really sad. And then we kind of start into the galaxy jamming out. And it's just a really jarring cut to it. Well, yeah, and it's better than Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where every single serious moment is ruined. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Funny movie. Though. That's amazing. <laughs> the first one's definitely more emotional. Do you think this movie could have used explaining more things, like the Infinity Stones power levels and what, like, they can actually do? It would have been super convenient because, you know, what actually does the Soul Stone do? It turns, turns like, a black hole into bats, then strange, turn it into butterflies. But it's another one of those type things that, like, we don't really know all that Strange could do either. So it's just a time frame thing. If we could get like a like pull a Lord of the Rings and get a three hour edition, oh gosh, no, I would have loved it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Infinity Stones or gems, as the comics would have them call it, the good term, yes. <laughs> well, the the stones. Well, I mean, in the beginning, Wong was like, you know, here are these six stones, and they each control an aspect of yeah, well, the universe, the universe, and so like he doesn't he like. They control in each reality, like soul and rea- like reality. Power and time. Power and time. I said reality again. Dang it. <laughs> Say reality one more time and it might get reality. three. No, <laughs> three times. Well, I'm not. Yeah. said third time. And so, like, he, and it's, it's funny because every time Thanos acquires a stone, he uses it in the next scene. Yeah. They did a good job with that. That was nice. And, and the only thing I didn't really see using next to the soul stone much. I mean, until we tried to turn the things into bats, and then Strange, he tried to seek his true soul nature. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would have wanted to know more about the soul stone, because, like, that's the stone the MCU hasn't explained in depth. Yeah. And so, like, and then they're like, here you go, and it just does random weird stuff. I mean, I know that the uh, reality for the fourth time stone was, <laughs> was introduced in... We call it the R-stone. <laughs> the R-stone, yes. The Rosetta Stone. Was Red it, it was introduced Red in the worst MCU movie for uh, the Dark World. It didn't even... I, it did, it's funny, because like, it didn't even... 
It wasn't even used. It wasn't really explained yeah, yeah, it, enough. Like in, in Infinity War, like the reality stone's definitely seen, and you're like, oh, so that's what it can do. But it's like in Thor: Dark World, it's like it's this blood gooey, tornadoes. Yeah, yeah. blood tornadoes and gooey stuff, and you're like, what does it do? And it's like I don't think the reality stone itself made the portals. It's just the convergence that did. Yeah. And Thor too. Well, uh, remember the goal of the Dark Elves was to create darkness. I guess. So that is an aspect of reality. Yeah, yeah I guess. But, like, you don't see it used at all. No. I'm just... It doesn't make blood trying to use. I'm defending the Dark Elves. <laughs> the only thing I would have wanted, as far as Infinity Stones, to be a little more explained was the Reality Stone. Because in some scenes, it's only, like, the same way Loki would use, like, hallucinations and these fake tricks and in other scenes it is changing reality true and if it can change reality why do you need the other stones you're just wasting your time catching them up so either thanos is an idiot or we don't know what's going on the reality stone could be called the cinematic stone the cinematic stone yes i feel like the reality stone though only can like can control only that certain aspect of quote-unquote reality. So it's be like, for instance, it can't control time. Yeah. Or like, it can't control, like... That, that's the thing, though. The stones it's very vague, yeah. The stones can contradict each other. So, like, you could be like, oh, Josh right here is, like, very weak. And then you could be like, reality is he's buff. And then he's buff. <laughs> so we don't need the power stone to buff him up. Like, yeah. Which is weird. Like, why do you... Uh -huh. Exactly. Like, you need to explain more why you need all of them together. Exactly. I mean, from the comics, we just know that because it's just whatever. Do you think they'd overuse exposition? I'd heard that one before, and I didn't, uh, upon reflection, I didn't really see it, but I'd heard that opinion a couple times. It would, again, be a time thing. Yeah. Like, two and a half hour movie, two hour, four to five minute movie. Like, yes, there was a lot that needed to be explained, but with the there's time like, limit they had. Yeah, there's yeah. like two big audiences with Marvel movies. There's like the casual Marvel fan. And then there's, there's us nerds. <laughs> that sold us. Uh, nerds that talk about it later on a podcast. Like a year. About a year later after it's no longer relevant. Hey, Endgame's just around the corner. Oh boy. <laughs> you know what? This is, this is for before Captain Marvel, the movie that only one. I really don't want to watch it, but I feel like I have to watch it. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I want Hot takes. <laughs> I, I it doesn't look like a good movie. Like I just don't want to, the only reason I watched Black Panther is because I thought the Soulstone was in there. It turned out to be pretty good. No uh, Soulstone, sadly. No, too long. That's the only reason why I'm even barely. I'm not even. I don't even care about him. I just I don't want to see. The I movie. want to see one. Brie Larson has like the same face in every scene, and it doesn't change, and it's cringy. It's because she's a consistent character. She's very. <laughs> she's very good at playing the consistent the dark world. Yes. <laughs> the greatest Thor movie. Do you think Thor's too chill about Loki's death? He does initially get very upset, but then later he makes it such a joke with the Guardians. Like, oh, I lost my brother, it's fine. Moving on. I feel like he was stung so many times that now that it's real, I guess it hurts him, like, that, it hurts him, like, it would really hurt somebody to lose him, but I guess he's, like, he's so used to him dying, he's like, oh, he's just dead. <laughs> well, he's like, he's like for real this time, but he's like, oh, he's just dead. Like, like he even says in his little goofy thing, he's like, I'm pretty sure it's legit this time, but oh well. That's the another driving factor of Thor is like this is the one time we see like a, a true rage in Thor. Yeah. Like you don't have as a soldier, you know, you don't have time to mourn the dead until after the war. Infinity War, better <laughs> oh So probably like an in game 
when Captain America's crying about Bucky, we'll we'll see some some godly tears from Thor. If he's a robotic guy, you'd see one tear from one eye. Did you guys find it weird that the big guy with Squidward oh. disappeared in oh. a fake Hulk battle? No. Abomination? Whatever. No. no. <laughs> big <laughs> Stormbreaker wielding. Uh, no, it's. Is it a cull obsidian? Yeah, it is. it is obsidian. That's right. Obsidian? Obsidian? Obsidian. Do you think it was weird that he showed up again at the end with no real explanation how he got back? Because he t- gets. I feel like he just walked throughout the whole movie and then eventually came back to New York. He's like, so now we go back up now. So he did the thing Batman did in Justice League when they all fought Superman, and then, like, after the entire fight, he just walks up later. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like, I don't know, like, they have that donut thing flying around, so maybe they just. Do they just buy it? There's probably a good 30 space donuts on Earth at that point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you think it was weird that they were able to find the exact location of every Infinity Stone on Earth? I think it would have been cool, yeah, if we had, like, aliens invade, we think it's, like, the Battle of New York again, Mm -hmm. and the heroes showed their hand. Yeah, and then they figured it out. Yes. Yeah, that could have been... It could have been nice. Because did Thanos have, like, an Infinity Stone detector? Like... Yeah. And, like, I think the stones call out to each other, but they weren't carrying the stones. Yeah, them. I feel like... Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure... Well, he'd have to know that um, that one stone was on Xander. I don't know how, but he just does. He destroys Xander to get it, and then, like, he uses that stone to figure out where the other ones are. Yeah. And I don't, which doesn't make any sense, because he, he goes wasn't and there. Sends, yeah, he sends his children, he's like, go find the stones, and he's like... I have the stone, though, so you don't know if You won't figure it out. Have fun searching an entire <laughs> planet, nerds. <laughs> yeah, they did an efficient job. They did it within five seconds. <laughs> Do you think it's weird that characters... I know it's a comic book movie, and it's a movie, so it kind of does need to be convenient, but do you find it weird that characters conveniently show up for everything? I mean, it's at a the comic exact thing. Moment? It's like a comic thing, and you know, it is a movie, so we need it to be convenient. Yeah, yeah you got to give us an example. Like, okay, for example, although it was probably the best scene in the entire movie, Captain America showing up is at the exact moment they're under attack in the exact subway they were showing up at. And I he, like was still, just, he was standing there waiting for them to show up. I, I just love that. He, like, he just stands there and he's looking at, like, he can get beat up. And he's like, yeah, he's just I'm checking his watch. Train. Like, I'm waiting for this train to pass real quick. When, and then... And then she throws her staff in, like, okay, time to move out. When when, when they when train passes, Q stepping into light. <laughs> Listen, hate all you want, but when you're showing up on opening night and the beer, four hundred thousand women and me get to see <laughs> a bearded Chris Evans looking like a snack. You're gonna you're gonna get a little excited. Oh no! I'm more well, what was the question again? <laughs> I was gonna say characters conveniently showing up for everything. Like, like at the exact moment they need to. I feel like that's the only time he showed up. I mean, that's the only time Captain America showed up. No, but it just seemed very interesting for the scenes like that. But I think that's consistent with just about every Marvel movie or superhero. I mean, movie. I, I I don't. I think I could find any other scene in the movie where that happens. See, I would say Spider-Man, except just they at least give a logical reason why yeah, he like, showed up. He's future. like, there's a donut in space. Let's jump out the window. <laughs> Do you think they should have reordered the deaths in the movie? Well, like, some people should die. I feel like some people should, should die at last. Like, after the Fighting alongside the Avengers. <laughs> 
throwing like, daggers and everything. Oh no. <laughs> like the Dude, imagine if Loki and Doctor Strange teamed up and they all come them. That's all we wanted. That's all we That's ever all wanted. We want. And they took that away from us. Do you think they should have reordered the deaths after the snaps? Mm. Or snaps. snaps. One of the most snaps. There's one. Drops <laughs> phone. In the interest of professionalism, I'm gonna drop my phone in a second. <laughs> but it goes to person. No, but um, I don't know. Um, Spider-Man: The Death was definitely emotional. I, I feel like so like I think at the same time uh, you two. Okay, we'll learn podcast etiquette. Let me take your brain for a second. Be be dumbfounded. Your mind stone. <laughs> no, let me. Uh, so it's like, I feel like out of all the deaths, Bucky was the most touching. <laughs> just I mean, honestly, all he said was Steve disappeared with his arm. No, but in all seriousness, uh, Spider Man's death was definitely the most touching. And when the snap first happened, we had the same question as Thor like, what did you do? Like, we have no idea what just happened. Like, yeah. I mean, from comic book knowledge, everyone's supposed to have to be. I mean, die. from trailer knowledge, you know exactly what. And, but, like, and the thing is, I feel like if you would have tied Spider Man's anxiousness and, like, not knowingness to that beginning and just connected that really well and then have all the other characters die, and, and yeah, I feel like it would definitely have been a little bit more impactful. Yeah. Because you're like, we don't know what's going on. Spider Man doesn't, oh, wait, he's dead. And then this guy starts saying that this guy yeah. dying. Because I would have said the then exact same thing. Pops out of nowhere. <laughs> no, he's dead too. Okay? <laughs> no, I would have said the exact same thing. Put Spider-Man first. Because he's very, I don't know what's going on. What the heck? After watching everyone else die and knowing exactly what's going on. And with it being the most touching, at that point I wasn't buying it because everyone else had died. And I was like, these guys are coming right back. I feel like because Spider-Man's life was more emotional, when they put it at the end, they kind of milked that out because, like, we already know what was happening. He's like, I don't feel so good. I'm like, oh, when we all know already, oh, he's dead. That could have been very shocking, though, having him the first one, too. Oh, yes. Josh? No, having Josh. Drax gone for I'm, I'm just crying. <laughs> <laughs> having Drax. I mean, Drax didn't really vanish, did he? Because he's always invisible. That's true. That is true. I mean, he's like Quill. He's like I'm just using my powers. Drax confirmed in Endgame. <laughs> in fact, he's in every scene of Endgame. That trailer don't know always there. So, so back to the topic. In um, closing up, death. Because that's all the points we have. After talking about everything we've already gotten, if you could change only one thing from this entire death movie, hair. <laughs> we know what's fashion shows. What would it be? Um, I don't know. It'd be a smaller, big change. I feel like it, I, I would. Okay, so what was the end credit scene again? End credit scene was. Oh yeah, Nick Fury. Nick Fury. And I felt like if they threw that into the movie, it would have been interesting. And then have like someone like the Fantastic Four show up, or like the X Men, or at least part of them, because most of them are dead. <laughs> just half. Except Wolverine, he just keeps busy yeah, away. Yeah, he just keeps walking. Constant buffering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but but yeah, I feel like if you. Cameo, and I and I get it that I guess Marvel didn't close the deal yet, but like they could have teased that some other heroes or potentials besides stinking Captain Marvel, yeah, which apparently is supposed to be the, the most powerful. Excuse you, powerful. Powerful. I'm sensing a lot of bias from my two co-hosts. Okay, Josh, how would you? What's the one thing <laughs> you don't you sense any bias? You are wrong. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here's the one thing, and I thought they were going to do it when I first saw the movie, and it would have, the oh. term hurt so right. There is the fact of 
when we first see Thanos at the farm, mm-hmm. I legitimately swore thinking it was Hawkeye's Oh, yeah, no, so yeah. Just, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, no, not Hawkeye. I just, want, I just wanted, it, like, no context, just pan through the house and just see dust everywhere. Because I feel like, because I feel like that would have been a good move. Because, like, in Endgame, you're probably going to see him with his family. Opening Snap scene. happens. It, he's gone. It's not going to hit you as hard because you're like, oh, like, that everybody's been dead for years. Now he's gone. It's too. just like showing, like, getting nitty gritty about being like, hey, this guy wasn't even in the fight, but yeah. he's experiencing it too. And it's like, oh, and like, and it's like, oh, it's just another guy or another people who did. And like, we can empathize with him unless the Russos find some clever way to do it. But like, I don't they think won't. they can because like it, it, you t- the motion was left in Avengers Infinity War. And, like, you needed it in that time, and you needed it then. Like I don't think you can bring that into because they were originally supposed to be like one. Like, they wrote it as one whole movie. Yeah, but like they they were they did to put it up. They were supposed to cut it with the snap, and I feel like Hawkeye definitely should have been a part of that. Even if he wasn't anywhere in the movie, like Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Like, yeah, they should have just done that. That would have been a good one. Actually, if they would have done that, I would have cried. Like, I did not cry in that movie. I would have cried seeing that. You cried seeing Spider-Man. I think the, there's a lot of emotional baggage. You just cried at everything. You saw Thanos walk in and you cried. I, I was applauding when I first saw Thanos. And crying. And crying when I saw Thanos. Oh, joy. Eyes. I think my only change would be playing Spider-Man first in the movie. Mm-hmm. In this death sequence, that would have been probably more impactful. What was my change <laughs> Thanos is here, remember? No, I don't think so. Anyway, he was putting Hawkeye. <laughs> or wait, no, that was you. No, that was you. I don't, what was your change? That's what I was going to do. Even, <laughs> we'll look back at the Oh, no, yeah, no, like, in, like, the cameos. Of, like, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. Well, thank you for the whole two listeners we have. Hey, you two boys or girls, we appreciate you. Specifically you. The, the listener. Both, the listener. Both of you. All two of you. If, if you come to us, we'll give you hugs. If, if you say hi. I probably won't recognize you. So introduce yourself. We love you. Guys. Don't you know what? If it's me, don't introduce yourself. Give me a pat on the back and tell me how bad this is. Thank you. For <laughs> Peace out. Peace. Do you want to say goodbye, Josh? Goodbye. <laughs>